Welcome to the Living by Design podcast. I am so grateful that you are here. My name is Devani. I am a social worker turned holistic life coach. It is my mission to empower you to slow down and intentionally create your life by design. I am here to support you in releasing the limiting beliefs that have been holding you back, stepping into the truest version of who you are, getting crystal clear on what you want, and taking aligned action to create a lifestyle that lights you up. Let's dive in. Okay. Hi, Caitlin. Thank you so, so much for being here with me. I'm so excited to have you here. Hi, Stephanie. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you. It's always lovely and to connect with your community as well. Wonderful. So I want to start with the question that I'm asking my guests right when they hop on. What is one of your favorite practices? I love this question. Um, There are so many practices out there that we can choose from. And I would say, um, you know, I I dabble in mindfulness and pranayama and kundalini and all kinds of practices. But the number one non-negotiable for me is tuning into my own energy and asking it what we need. I think we're going to have so many different tools in our pocket, but the greatest tool is actually just tuning into ourselves. That's incredible. That's incredible. So what does that look like for you? Mm, So I study Ayurveda and I have a background as a yoga teacher, as well as, of course, you know, we're in business coaching and, and I do marketing, but for the energy side of things and really listening myself, I use Ayurveda and I am really mindful of each of these doshas, which are the elements formulated together. So if I'm feeling more fiery one day, or if I'm feeling more airy one day, I'm going to listen to that. And there's different qualities of each of those. I'm sure everybody listening knows what fiery means. (laughs) Yes, definitely. (laughs) Jumping out of bed, ready to go to a bunch of weights. (laughs) Yes. Versus a little more airy and spacey, a bit more creative or indecisive. Um, each of those have their own remedy. And so knowing the opposite of it is really what Ayurveda teaches us. Like attracts like. So fire attracts fire, air attracts air. And opposites create balance. And that is the way that I keep myself at equilibrium. That's amazing. Oh, that was such a beautiful description too. Fantastic. Thank you. Okay. So let's dive in. Do you, I know you shared a little bit about your background. Is there anything else you want to add just so listeners have a better idea of who you are, what you're sharing in the world? Yeah. Yeah. That was a a little bit of a description, but for the big picture, I'm a definitely a multidimensional human being. (laughs) Yes. As, as we all are, right? And my background, it's a little bit unique, um, to say the least. I'm definitely more of the vata dosha, more airy and simultaneously a bit fiery. Uh, So my background is actually, I was in marketing for about five years and I was doing this on and off for companies, um, mostly working for myself and um, never really did much promoting or business building. It just kind of 
built itself. So I was really blessed in that area. But one of my other passions was yoga and mindfulness and caring for myself. And naturally, for those of you who have that similar background, you probably know that that story always starts with some kind of burnout or struggle that inspires us to then go all in and take care of ourselves. And through that, then we become healers and find ways to help others. So I spent a good amount of years doing each of those. And finally, one day was like, everybody needs all of this. You know, we need entrepreneurs, we need healers, light workers, spiritual people out there making six and seven figure businesses and being the ones who are leading the most impactful businesses on this planet, because that is how we will move the masses and touch thousands and millions of lives. That's incredible. Oh my gosh. I feel like my heart was just like feeling it. I love that. That's such a beautiful story. And especially the mission that you have, that's incredible. And I totally agree with you. Like those are the people who need to be the leaders, right? And of influence. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm really honored to guide them and see them scaling their businesses, but not do so. And I know that we're going to talk a good amount about this since this is something that with your mission is so powerful, but of doing so in a way that really connects with your energy and your soul. And through that, creating client magnetism and through that, you know, attracting that next level version of your work so that you can create a community that resonates with you and connect with more people around the world. Like, this is really how we change the world. I really do feel honored to do this work. So thank you. Yeah, that's so beautiful. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. So let's dive into, we're going to be talking about why we hustle, right? Why so many of us get caught in that hustle and then the shifts that we can make and some of your favorite practices that you would suggest for people. So tell me your thoughts on why you think so many of us get caught in the endless to-do lists, right? Like not taking care of ourselves, not eating nourishing food, not going for the walks, not moving our bodies. Why do we do this? What are your thoughts on that? Mm, Scarcity consciousness. 100%. It is like this river that runs underneath the earth that we all tap into because we're trained to. You know, I think that there's a thousand reasons that we we function from this mindset of I don't have enough time or I need to get all the things done because why? You know, I think that's a really good question. Why do you need to get all the things done? You know, we function from this place of I need to make more money because I need to do this rather than I get to make more money and I get to impact the world. And it's something that, you know, I mean, we just had Thanksgiving here in the US and there's other holidays coming up and you know, even being around my family and and other like neighbors and and all these people, this is a common way that we speak to one another is, what are you doing? What do you do for work? You know, how do you validate yourself? And it's it's a program, you know, it's a paradigm that we're living in. And I see every day, more people are rising up and breaking that paradigm, which makes me really proud to be a part of this planet at this point in time. But it's also that, you know, with the respect of Ayurveda and that fiery dosha, pitta is the name of that dosha. 
it's fire and water. That's your friend who's, you know, climbing the corporate ladder and making lots of money, but it's also in every single one of us and our society idolizes it. You know, we idolize the person who works really hard. Mm. That's the person who gets validated. That's the, the action that is put on the pedestal, but we can change that at any time. That's so incredible. Yeah. I, it's interesting that you mentioned that about like when you greet someone or when you're getting to know someone, what do you do? And that's something I've actually thought about is like, what is a different way that I can try to get to know someone? Because I'm really not even that curious with what you write, especially <laughs> if we're being honest, like, especially when it's in like corporate settings, like, oh, what do you do? Right. Versus like, tell me what's something that lights you on fire. Like, what are you doing in life right now that you're loving that? So I, do you greet people? Like, what do you do with that? Cause I've had that genuine, <laughs> like I've gone through this thought process, right? I am the same exact way. And I, I always kind of, you know, just as much as I feel into my own energy, I'll feel into the energy mm-hmm. of the room. And, um, there's, there are certain people that I'm like, Ooh, you can, you can go into this question. So I'm going to ask you, you know, what do you stand for? what is your mission on this planet? Like that is the question that I want to hear the answer to when I meet somebody. I love that. I love that so much. Yes. Okay. Okay. So let's dive into some shifts that we can make. And I love that you've been talking about the different, it's doshas, right? Am I saying it Mm -hmm. correctly? Okay. Yeah. So let's dive into what some shifts are or some practices that people can step into. And just so you know, I am primarily Pitta. I'm sure you couldn't tell at all, Um, (laughs) but very like action oriented, like always wanting to do things. Mm -hmm. And this is why I'm on the mission that I'm on because I've gone through this and I'm continuing obviously to go, you know, just to like refine and slow down and learn more about myself as I'm helping people do the same to create intentional lives. So Mm -hmm. What would you say are some of the practices or shifts that you would encourage people to step into, especially if they're newer to Ayurveda? Yeah. I mean, I think number one is acknowledging who you are at your core, right? Like if you're Pitta, that's, that's in your genetics. Um, so for those of you who aren't familiar with Ayurveda, I'm going to start there. Ayurveda is the sister science of yoga, and it's a Sanskrit word. And it translates to the science of life. So just from that, you can already tell, like this is a study of you as an individual. And it's not a one-size-fits-all cookie-cutter type of experience. It is you understanding your energy. And it's also the beautiful thing about Ayurveda is that even, um, you know, this is where people get a little bit more confused because they'll take a dosha quiz. The dosha is essentially, you can think about it like a mind-body type, to put it simply, um, just for the sake of time. (laughs) People who know Ayurveda are probably like, no, it's a constitution, but let's just call it a mind-body type um, for those who are new to it. If you take a dosha quiz and you learn your mind-body type, say, you know, today you do that, you get pitta or you get pitta and vata, a combination of the doshas. And a year from now, you have your vata kapha. That's normal, actually, in Ayurveda. A lot of these other sciences, you'll see that they don't change with you. 
and you evolve, right? You evolve on a regular basis. The practices that worked for you when you first walked on this path are very different from the practices that work for you now. And that is because you're an ever-changing, evolving human being, right? It's like you uh, you experienced burnout, right, Stephanie? And, and now you know better and you're learning how to move forward from that and implement different practices that teach you, you know, okay, today we're going to put five things on the to-do list instead of 25. <laughs> yeah, I think that's such a valuable point because, and that's something that I talk a lot about is like looking at your values in this season, looking at your priorities in this current season. And that's very aligned with what you're sharing, like what you're focusing on, how you're showing up, what you need right now is different than what you needed a couple months ago, a year ago, exactly because we evolve and we expand. And so I think that also shows the importance of us creating a space to quiet, right? To quiet, to tune in, because if we're not doing that and we're still doing what was working for us a year ago, that's going to lead to burnout and to misalignment, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I see this, especially with entrepreneurs who have been scaling their business where when you started your business, you were doing absolutely everything, right? You're doing everything from writing emails to scheduling to the actual work that you were put on this earth to do, et cetera, et cetera. And then when you scale it and you grow and you have multiple clients, you now need to reassess your priorities. You're in a whole different season of your business and a whole different season of your life. And, you know, for the pittas, the more fiery people out there who tend to um, have symptoms of burnout more easily. This is a point where you really do want to take inventory and you want to observe things without attachment to them. That's a practice that for Pitta probably irritates you <laughs> at first. I'll be totally honest. <laughs> for Pittas, they're like, no, I have to do everything. And I totally get it because I literally have red hair in the summer. Like I, I change with the seasons. I have auburn hair and in the summer, it's like very, very red. Um, so I get the fiery side of things very well. And I've scaled my business drastically in the time that it's existed. So I also can resonate with feeling like you need to do everything and that not being the truth. It's a story. I think assessing the stories are like a really, really big piece of it. You know, what is real? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What would, so what would that look like for someone? Like what would be something that they could do or ask themselves or reflect on if they're looking at like, oh my gosh, why am I attached to this story? Why am I attached to going, going, going? And how am I able to release it? Mm, that's a really, really good question. Yeah. So I think why is it's so simple, but it really is the most impactful question that you can ask. And when you're assessing these things, asking yourself, what is fueling your energy and what is making that energy fade is really important because when you actually take a minute to look at, okay, this is draining me and this is fueling me. And you say you split a paper into two and you have two columns and you put one on one side and one on the other. When you really look at each of those sides, Logically, you'll probably be able to say, okay, it doesn't make sense that I'm doing scheduling while I'm supposed to be, you know, doing all these other things that 
as an entrepreneur, like these are the spaces of my business that only I can show up for, right? That's where you're most valued. That's where you're most impactful. I think taking moments to be like, okay, consciously I can recognize that, but asking yourself why, if I consciously know that I don't need to be doing that, why am I doing it? Mm -hmm. It's likely that if you keep asking the question why over and over and over again, you're going to get deeper and deeper and deeper. And it might sound strange, the things that come up. And, um, and I know that you can speak to this very easily, but like, don't judge anything. Like, don't judge what comes up. Let it come up. And as weird as it sounds, let it come up. I had an experience last week where I um, had a particularly challenging day. And I was like, okay, in self, like, what do we mean today? And I'm somebody who eats really, really healthy. And the first thing that came up was McDonald's French fries. <laughs> I was like, who is in there? Who took my body yeah. and decided we're getting French fries? Yeah. But I, but I didn't question it. And a few days later, it actually made a lot of sense. Why? So, you know, that's kind of a strange example. But allow whatever to come up, come up. And let it be. Don't judge it. Yeah. I was just talking to someone about um, just some challenges that have been coming up for them. And that was the first thing that I started with was like, before we do anything, before we look at anything, we just need to come from a place of self-compassion because whatever is going to come up needs to come up. And when we come from a place of judgment or self-criticism, right, that, that never leads us in the direction that we want to go. That never leads us. Mm. Yeah. Because then you're also just attaching to it, right? And a lot of the times, I see this particularly for the more fiery people. So for those of you who experience burnout more easily or have been there or feel like you're heading in that direction, I think it's really important to know that you don't always need to know exactly why you're doing these things. Like sometimes this is just another way to get yourself stuck in a puzzle that doesn't necessarily need to be resolved. There are things that I can totally agree, like we need to dive into, we need to do inner child work on, we need to do this, that, and another thing. But sometimes this is a, just another like fancied up way that we self-sabotage is trying to figure things out. Absolutely. That was a huge thing that I had to learn on my journey was like when thoughts come in, balancing mindfulness of, you know, letting thoughts come in, and just letting them go out versus like certain things that we do need to look at. Right. And there definitely is an art to that. I feel because you're totally right. Then that is just sucking up our energy. And then we're not focused on whatever it is that we're here to serve or to be creating because we're caught up in analyzing everything. I think that's why it's also really important to on a regular basis, do that check-in of what's fueling my energy and what's not. Because then you might notice, okay, I've spent a lot of time trying to figure out this, this question or this puzzle or this challenge of mine, and that has taken me away from doing the thing that's fueling my energy. Yeah, right? that's sometimes powerful. We, yeah, like sometimes we actually need to put it in the schedule to do the thing that fuels our energy. And I'm not saying, you know, like, well, I definitely would say <laughs> things that are self-care, like but again, I know I'm speaking to those of you who are a bit more fiery and, and you're sitting here like, okay, but how do I, how do I excel? I was just <laughs> well, going to ask you that for those people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think that 
you excel when you take care of yourself, number one. Um, but additionally, you excel when you know the things in your work that you love to do and that light you up and you follow the fun, especially for people who lead to burnout. You know, from the Ayurvedic perspective, like I would not suggest this for every single person, the person who's more airy, I'm not going to say follow the fun all the time because they could get lost in the ethers of fun. And that's great, but it also slows them down on their purpose. That's a whole different form of self-sabotage. For the person who feels very fiery and, and feels burnout sneaking in, like that's a cycle. Because I do see that that's something that we have a cycle with that. If you are somebody who tends to be more fiery, it's built into your system to be that way. And it's your job to understand how to use that as your superpower. Because the people who are really fiery are the people who are capable of creating a great transformation on this planet. But that transformation for the planet does not happen if you do not take the time to balance yourself so that you can be a clear, bright light. Yeah, it almost sounds like like thinking about the bigger picture, like zooming out for a little bit and looking at like, really, why is it so important that I take care of myself? So like for my bigger mission, for my bigger purpose, it's important that I do these things because something that I've been hearing a lot lately is, well, I feel like I have to do all of these things and I have so many things that I need to be doing. I don't have the time, right? I don't have the time Mm -hmm. to slow down and take care of myself and you know, whatever that looks like, whether it's meditation or getting outside, I don't have the time. I have too many things to do. So it sounds like a good way to kind of combat that would be to look at what is the bigger picture and is this sustainable? That's been one of my buzzwords lately is, is this sustainable? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a huge, huge word, you know, and again, we also have to think, you know, as healers and coaches, we also have to think about the client themselves, like what is their priority? If your priority is to get more things done, then it's great. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to bash that because the things that you're doing are probably super impactful and, and really sending this planet forward. That's amazing. But if you think that you don't have enough time to take care of yourself, I want you to look at it from this perspective. When you take care of yourself, you soothe your nervous system. You take yourself out of fight or flight and you take yourself into this rest and digest. It increases your focus. It increases your memory. It increases your ability to show up for your work and be more effective in a shorter amount of time. So if you think you don't have time for self-care and for soothing your nervous system and taking care of your body, think about how that scarcity consciousness is now flooding into all other aspects of your life, not only in this moment, but in the future. Because if you don't have time to take care of yourself now, and you're somebody who is essential for sending this planet forward, you're doing a disservice to yourself and others. And I know that's really hard to hear, but it's the truth because you're taking away from your ability to show up for them and for yourself. Oh, so much truth. (laughs) That's so powerful. And I'm sure hard for some people to hear, but it's absolutely, I 100% agree. 100% agree. It's showing up for yourself, but not only for yourself, it's showing up for other people. And sometimes we get so caught up in this idea that 
I am showing up for people. I am showing up for people. I'm here. I'm working all day. What do you think I'm doing? Right? That's why I'm working all day. But thinking about how exponentially more impactful you are when you're caring for yourself and how much more present you are and engaged and tuned in. And I love what you said about moving out of fight and flight, right? Fight, flight, freeze, moving out of that into rest and digest. And it's it's not just something that we talk about to talk about. It's like there is literal science, right? Science behind it that shows that when we are more like just slowing down and more present and we've soothed our nervous system exactly what you said, when we show up that way, our physical body, our well-being is increased. It's improved. And just how we're functioning. Yeah. And yeah, I know there's a lot of entrepreneurs that are listening to your podcast. And I will say that from my experience being a business coach and serving people through this lens, I've seen a lot of people come into my programs and be in a space of fight or flight and they're showing up constantly and they're like omnipresent. And honestly, I, I go on the internet and I'm like, how is this person in all these places at once? It's amazing. It's like, it blows my mind. And I'm like, is it, how did I, like, I genuinely don't know how to do it. And the funny thing is that you would think that that person's doing really well in their business. And a lot of the times they're actually not behind the scenes. They're actually really not because they are showing up in that way because they feel if they don't show up in that way, then they don't scale the business to multiple six figures. So it's already in scarcity consciousness. Then you look behind the scenes and they're actually not charging their worth. Again, scarcity consciousness. It, it's a ripple effect, I'm telling you. And like, that's really what I believe hustle is, is rooted in, is the fear of not having enough or not being enough. And so a lot of this time, the thing that I see happen is that because they're not present and because they're so so focused on being in all these different places and their sympathetic nervous system is so stimulated, they actually are completely missing 10 opportunities minimum to make thousands of dollars. So all this time that they're spending their energy, their time, they're stressing themselves out, they're burning themselves out to show up, to do bigger, better things. They're actually missing the opportunity to do those bigger, better things. That's so powerful. And I think you spoke to exactly what I wanted us to make sure that we hit on, which was like <laughs> for these you know, beautiful entrepreneurs, coaches, wellness professionals, whoever is listening, what do we do, right? How, how can we shift our perspective? How can we shift the lens that we're looking at so that we can genuinely start to understand that slowing down is how you are going to reach that next level and not just next level financially or in your business, but like next level of you, like a more authentic, true version of you who genuinely believes that and knows that. And I love, um, just what you're sharing about scarcity consciousness. And it's just so real. And I think, um, it's just so easy for people to fall into. So I just, I think that's so powerful. So powerful. Yeah. Um, I think the questions are, are a big piece of it, right? It's like scarcity consciousness is not something that like we wear on our sleeve. And it's not something that anyone is immune to, you know, I, I don't speak from a space of like, oh, I'm, I'm never afraid of running out of money. I always, I'm always so abundant. Like, 
you know, it's, it's reality. Like this is a, this is a basic need for our survival. Of course it exists. It needs to, it, it's there for a very important purpose, but is it running your life? Is it running your choices? When you make choices in your business, ask yourself, why I'm making this choice. Ask yourself if it's impactful and if it's scalable, right? So in the perspective of scalable, I mean, are you going to be able to maintain it? And you touched on this before. Is it sustainable? Is it going to be something that is possible to continue doing? And when you ask yourself these questions, I want you to ask yourself them on a regular basis. Like for this week, give yourself the assignment of checking in with your energy regularly and taking time to be grateful for what it has allowed you to do and even if you take so this is like the most basic um thing that you can introduce into your life and for those of you who are, are really on the go it's not something that you're gonna like flip a switch and then all of a sudden you're spending two hours in the morning for self-care and you're only working four hours a day and does that like it, it doesn't happen overnight it doesn't like it takes a lot of training and a lot of dedication and a lot of awareness but for this week if you can take 3 minutes to breathe really really slowly and deeply into your the base of your belly and take a deep breath into your nose and you can even sigh it out of your mouth like that is going to soothe the muscles in your body your mind your emotions, your heart center. It's going to allow you to show up bigger and brighter. And then see how that then affects what you do from that space. You're going to go into your day a little bit more mindfully. That's a given. You'll probably be able to look at your to-do list and say, this is the most important thing for me to do right now, rather than being, oh, it's on the first thing. It's, I got to get everything done at once. And then you have 10 tabs on your computer open and you're not getting anything done. Right. And then at the end of the day, acknowledge yourself. Acknowledge yourself for the impact that you are making on your own life. And acknowledge how that impact on your life is now impacting others. And I guarantee that the more you see this happen, the more you're going to feel it in your body, your mind, and your emotions that you want to be coming from this space. And that's going to help you change. That's going to help you come from a more aligned state and be more magnetic and create more flow. That's so incredible. Ooh. Okay. So that's your homework for the week. You heard her. Okay. That's your homework for the week. <laughs> Perfect. I feel like you shared so many beautiful practices and things that people can try um, just to tune in more. And it sounds like such a huge part of it is slowing down and creating the space to increase your self-awareness, to self-reflect, to see what is working what is not working, right? And to be grateful. I love what you said about tuning into like, what has your energy allowed you to do? And just taking that time because so many of us just do the to-do list and then we don't ever celebrate. We don't ever acknowledge what it is that we have done and what we have accomplished. It's just looking at the next 20 things to do. So that is so powerful. And I love the three minutes of breathing. 
Fantastic. Oh, okay. Is there anything else that you want to share before we close up today? You shared so much beautiful wisdom, so many insights and practices. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Mm, I think that's about it. We did. We went so many different places. We did. <laughs> there's a lot of juicy stuff in this podcast. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> so let our listeners know where they can find you. And then I will drop them in the notes below as well. I'll drop the links, but where would you like people to find you? Mm, so one of my favorite platforms is definitely Instagram. And you can find me on Instagram at Caitlin and Marie underscore. And the other space that I think may be super supportive for some of the people that this resonated with would be my uh, Facebook community, Soulpreneur Sisterhood. And that's just a free Facebook community where I do a lot of live trainings. We talk more about how you can infuse Ayurveda into your life and your business so that you can create more ease and flow. We go over marketing and you know, all the things that your Pitta Dosha will love and also benefit from. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Fantastic. Keelan, thank you so much for being here. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you, Devani. Thank you so much. And I hope you have a beautiful day too. If you loved this episode, take a screenshot post it to your IG story, and make sure to tag me. Also head down to the show notes and get access to my freebie library with tons of goodies to get you started in creating your life by design. Until next time, my love, now get out there and start intentionally creating your life by design.